Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on March 7th, 2023, with my very special guest, Paige of Cactus Queen. But you guys might know her as My Cactus Bad, My Cactus Hood on Instagram. Paige is the owner of a business called Cactus Queen, offering a plethora of columnar cacti to the public. They are located at 2423 Langford Street in Dallas, Texas. Shout out to all the Texas listeners, especially those of you in Dallas. They are open Thursday through Friday, 11 to 5, Saturday to Sunday, 10 to 4. And it's like a trap queen, only spikier. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. If you don't follow My Cactus Bad, My Cactus Hood on Instagram, I highly recommend it. Her page is a lot of fun, very entertaining, and tons of beautiful columnar cacti there. So, you know, columnar cacti have a special place in my heart. Today is a full moon, everybody. So if you're a weirdo like me, cleanse and charge your crystals. Why charge a crystal? that could possibly have negative energy cleanse it first perhaps consider cleansing it first consider charging your crystals in the full moon tonight or using collected rainwater to make collected rain moon water my favorite thing to do all right uh i'll shut up already yeah i want to take a moment to tell you guys about my sponsors if you scroll down into the description of this episode you will find links to Mezcala Nursery located in Long Beach, California, Green Touch Nursery located in Bellflower, California. Big shout out to Plantly.io. You can type in Plantly.io into your web browser or download the free Plantly app on Android or iOS. If you are interested in becoming a vendor, I have provided a link for you to do so in the description of this episode. Real Mushrooms is a mushroom supplement company offering hot water extracts in both powder and capsule form. I have provided links in the description of this episode outlining all the amazing health benefits of these mushrooms. If you're ready to make a purchase, you can use my link or type in If Plants Could Talk at checkout and get 10% off all future orders. All right, here's Paige. My Cactus Bad, My Cactus Hood. What's up, Paige? Welcome to If Plants Could Talk. Nice to nice to be here. I'm super excited. Yeah. So where are you where in the world are you speaking to me from? I'm from Dallas, Texas. That's where I was pretty much born and raised. And that's where I still currently am. Awesome. Awesome. And when did you first discover plants? So, um, I mean, I probably first discovered like house plants, maybe seven or eight years ago. And that, that was back when I knew nothing. I still don't know as much as I need to know, but I knew nothing. And so I treated them all the same and i killed them all because I didn't even think to Google. <laughs> and then I honestly really fell in love with cactus. So I'm also a wedding photographer by trade. That's what I've been doing the last 15 years. Awesome. Um, yeah. And with that, I get to do some really cool destination weddings. And I got to do a really cool wedding in uh, San Miguel de Allende, which is in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I saw a big cactus in person. Like I had seen you know, saguaros and pictures, but nothing in person. And it was these beautiful giant Mexican fence posts. Um, they were just like all in front of these beautiful walls and with the architecture, the color, and then lots of the like intricate um, carved doors and everything. I just was like, this is amazing. And I think it was like, uh, that wedding was probably six years ago now. Um, and as soon as I got back, 
to Dallas, I just was like, oh, I'm going to get cactus. Like, it's so cool. I love them. And I fell in love with the city too, overall. And so that was just kind of a part of it and got back here and realized we don't really have any of the columnar style cactus. Um, and that just kind of started my journey, started searching nurseries. You're like the queen of columnar cacti. Cause I feel yeah. like that they're very underrated first of all they don't get the love that they deserve like you mm-hmm. go to cactus and succulent shows there i think i saw uh at the la cactus and succulent show maybe like five columnar cacti yeah. and, you yeah. know and uh shout out to jeremy precocious he brought most of them or all of them really? <laughs> <laughs> but i love that you're doing it because that's what i fell in love with first and the the patchesterius marginatus look at me i know the name uh those are so cool <laughs> with the with like the spanish style or mexican style architecture and when they're Mm -hmm. walled up i just like that's a vibe that i love that's like the vibe i i love it honestly um i do i feel like they definitely are underrated but it's like they get they're so grand you know like those even i've seen taller but when i first saw them i think the tallest ones i was seeing was like about 15 feet or so which is still huge Mm-hmm. And then I actually, um, last year I was able to help this lady who had to take some down cause they had been getting rain in California. She was worried that the whole thing was going to fall over and they had little kids in the backyard. So, um, we measured the tallest piece was 28 feet. And I was like, holy shit, dude, that's <laughs> wild. And I know they get even bigger. Yeah. So. Is that how you like, do you get lucky in sourcing some sometimes like that? Like I know on Craigslist, people are like, oh, I got to get this thing out of my yard. You know, they don't even know what they have. They have some giant cactus because they have kids or whatever. You know, people are like chop these things up and like throw them in dumpsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wild how, how easily they It is they crazy. Yeah, yeah, I do get, I do get lucky every once in a while. I actually, um, I try to be very friendly. I mean, like I'm just kind of outgoing as it is, but I've made a lot of good connections with some landscapers um, because that's where the, they'll have the clients that'd be like, I need this out of my yard. I just want it gone or I'm redoing, or I'm you want it trimmed back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like I need more landscapers because I'll see, you know, like I'll, I'll go out on my trips and I see chopped up pieces on the sides of people's, you know, for bulk pickup or whatever. I'm like, Oh God, no, I could have taken that. Um, but I do get that sometimes. And if it's like something really good, like that one in particular, that, um, gosh, I want to say she said it was 30 years old and they had just moved into the house and there was a lady who lived there before. Um, and that's why she knew the age of it. And I, I made a trip basically just specifically for that. Cause it cost me a lot of money in gas and hotels to get all the way out to California from Texas. But, uh, um, but I also have like wholesalers and growers and things that I go to out there. So I fill in like little gaps and plus I try to bring back, you know, a bunch of different types at once, but yeah, I have a lot of landscapers and then I just go to a lot of the really good wholesalers or growers is really try to, I try to go to the growers. So I feel like with columnar, like that's probably the the biggest attraction for people is to landscape with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like collecting them potted. So in Texas, we have to, though, we have to keep them potted. Um, oh, yeah, I know it's why. And people do it here. They they love them. So I do have a few of my customers who landscape with them and they basically have to build like a mini greenhouse over it in the winter. Mm-hmm. We're pretty 
honestly, we're pretty mild here in Dallas, but we do get really crazy drops. Like right before Christmas, it was like 10 degrees overnight. Mm. And yeah, that would have killed anything. I mean, like even agaves can barely take that. And then we just had, um, like a month ago, we had like three days of ice and we don't get like snow. We get like ice and mm. it's where like, like cars and 18 wheelers are like sliding off of bridges and stuff. Like it's really, really bad. So obviously having that on top of any kind of cactus, they don't love it. So yeah, yeah, most everything is potted and I like, I go a little above and beyond. And so everything that everyone buys from my shop comes in a terracotta pot. I don't do nursery pots because I try to one, make it look nice. And then also try to set people up for success because we have, it's super humid here in Texas. And so anytime you water with a plastic pot, that moisture is just sitting in there. It's not drying out as well as with like something porous. So well, I've never thought of that, huh? Maybe mm-hmm. I should do more terracottas. I got some humidity here too, quite a bit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Do you sell more cuttings or or rooted plants? Um, I would say the majority of what I sell is cuttings. Um, nice. I, yeah, I've been doing it for a few years now, so I kind of see the cactus that do really well on just rooting on their own. I've had a couple of kinds where I've gotten like for some reason Pelasgia chichipes i think that's how you pronounce it they're real for me to root and i do not know why so those guys i will hold on to or try to find them rooted Mm -hmm. um but everything else i just sell unrooted and i really don't have any issues because they will just kind of root on their own when they're ready and do you ship as well i want to go into like where how it started when it started but do you ship as well i guess we're already like a little into it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i do but honestly right now i I run this all by myself. Like Mm. my husband is phenomenal. He helps me, um, do as much as he can. And then I have another girl, Brittany. She's amazing. She helps me on the weekends and things when I need extra help. Um, but like social media shipping and all that kind of stuff just falls on me right now, since we're not like big enough to have employees yet. And, uh, most people, when they want me to ship, they want to see, all of the inventory I have, which is just impossible because I don't get like, you know, a lot of nurseries are like, Oh, here's a five gallon pot. They all look the same. They're all Mm -hmm. the exact same height and whatever, or pretty close versus like we pretty much sell by the foot. So I have like a million different unique sizes and pieces. So when I do ship, it's like, if I feel like I have a little extra time, I'll throw a few on Instagram to be like, Hey, if anybody wants these, you know, up for grabs as far as shipping goes and that's how I do it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I actually yeah. started selling columnar and I don't really sell anymore, but originally I was selling it, especially during the pandemic boom, I guess that would have been in 2019. Uh, I was shipping cuttings like crazy, dude. It was wild. Everyone was buying Peruvian apples and then rooted even <laughs> I shipped like, I don't know, like a five foot euphorbia, a rooted euphorbia. <laughs> I was like learning how to finagle boxes and stuff eventually it slowed down and kind of puttered out but uh, i admire you and what you're doing with the in person especially i mean it's got to be a lot to be juggling like you have like a full-blown like nursery basically you have a bunch of a whole huge gigantic garden and then taking on doing online as well which sounds like a lot yeah makes sense yeah yeah i want to get to where we have enough of a 
customer flow eventually where we can have employees, you know, um, Mm -hmm. like or study employees. So then I can offer more, like have someone more dedicated to, you know, at least taking pictures and throwing stuff up on online because I do get people that's like one of the biggest questions I get asked every single week. And like I said, I try to do it when I have the time. I just don't have a lot of time and I have three kids and a husband. Yeah. So it's kind of like having four kids, you know, no, (laughs) my husband's the best. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, so I just, you know, I, I try to do it when I can, but my goal obviously is to grow enough where I can have employees. Well, and it's an investment. That's the great thing about plants. They're not really going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. you're just building and building and building and that, that inventory is really just like, I guess a stockpile. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Are you doing this full time or this is pretty much full time? Yes. Yeah. So I had done photography full time for about the last well, 15 years. And then I was doing a little cactus on the side right before the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, that was just to offset the cost of me collecting stuff. Like I wanted more stuff. And so I was like, oh, I'll get a few extra to sell mm-hmm. so I can have more for myself. <laughs> um, and so I was doing a little bit of that. And I was just like throwing them up on Facebook, honestly. Like that's how I'd sell them. Yeah. And then the friggin' pandemic started and of course with wedding photography it just was I mean there was like five months where I couldn't photograph a single wedding and um that was our that was our family's income like full force my husband was not I mean he has his own um like small business too but I was so busy with photography that that was our main income providing yeah and so going to literally making $0 overnight was just crazy because with photography, I was always almost like, I was never concerned with where money was going to come from. I was always booking so many and turning away like 20 to 30 weddings a year because I was already booked. So it was like a night and day shift. And I think honestly, like we were definitely a little terrified. Um, and we had had some funds set aside because we were planning to do our 15 year vow renewal in San Miguel. And so we just kind of pushed. And that was like the first time I think I went to for a multiple day trip and I was like, okay, I'm going to get this done. And I just started in my backyard at that point. Um, and awesome. yeah, we've just grown from there. So yeah, this is like, I would call this for sure full-time because this is where all my time goes, <laughs> but I still shoot probably about like nine to 10 weddings a year. So nice. And so now you're renting a space for this? Yes. Yeah. We're leasing. It's a half acre. It's a pretty big, wow. pretty big lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause we used to be in an apartment, um, which is actually really cool vibes. Like it was a loft in downtown Dallas. Mm-hmm. Huge. It was like 14 foot ceilings, like literal, like, I think I want to say they're like 10 foot windows, like on all corners. So lots and lots of light. It was just on the third floor of this apartment complex. And some of my like 10 foot pieces could only go in the freight elevator, which of course is like the opposite side of where the apartment was. And <laughs> people that found me on Google, they would call me angry sometimes. I'm like, I've been driving around looking for you, not knowing that there was like a number attached. And we were on the third floor. They couldn't see us from the ground. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you did not so a full of cacti. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> it looked cool though. I I'm not gonna did. lie. Yeah, I bet yeah. it did. Yeah. And so yeah, now we're just in a it's it's wonderful because I have so much space. I think my my greenhouse right now is 2,600 square feet or something. I think it's right around there. Um, and honestly, I could probably put like five more of that same size and still have room for parking. So um, it's it's really big. But our biggest drawback right now is we don't have electricity or a bathroom. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, which is not bad. Most customers that come in, they're not spending, you know, hours and hours. I do have some, but um there's an apartment complex across the streets and thankfully they allow like me to go to the bathroom when i'm up there working for so long but i was more so wondering about like electricity for heat uh in the winter to you, i imagine you're gonna have to face some challenges like covering them and getting them all inside these hoop houses or yeah so heating it generator that's what we do yeah yeah, that, it sucks. I'm not going to lie. Dedication. <laughs> yeah. we And we literally to, because during the day, you know, even if we're getting really cold at night, once the sun is out, it's still keeping the, um, the greenhouse pretty warm just by the sun. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as like around seven or eight o'clock hits on like a, a 32 to 35 degree day, I drive up to my shop, turn the generator on. We have propane tanks and heaters, turn those on. And then go back up at about seven o'clock in the morning to turn stuff off just so we don't waste and have to spend more money on gas and propane. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not the most fun. I've been trying to get electricity since I want to say I started last July. And right now I'm just being held back by my landlord, unfortunately. <laughs> you like pull permits uh, and all that stuff. There's a, like an, the city of Dallas requires a land survey. Um, mm. and with, as the landowner, he has one, but if I were to just go get one, cause I, at first I was like, I'm just going to go get one. Cause he's not responding to me. And I contacted some companies for them to do a commercial land survey. It's going to be around $15,000. Holy shit. No, um, they do like residential surveys for like 500 bucks. So I was like, Oh, fine. Easy. You know, I'll, I'll pay it. No problem. Like you froze, you froze for a moment. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just saying we pretty much made it, have made it through winter. Now I think we're done with freezes and now we're in the clear. Yeah. Yeah. Buy yourself some time. How, when, about when does it start freezing? Like um, December? November. Oh, um, shit. yeah, but it's wild. Cause we'll get like our first freeze and then most of December will be like highs in the sixties and seventies and it's fine. It always is always like a couple of day drop is where it gets really, really cold. And then it just warms back up. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you had to, you did lose some, right? Didn't I see you mm-hmm. a story? You had a, a free, a freak freeze or was it a storm? Um, it was actually a storm. Yeah. So our biggest thing that we have to worry about right now is um, Texas is, has a lot of tornadoes. <laughs> What? And well, yeah, <laughs> we actually just had a, a worry a couple of days ago. Thankfully, nothing like there was some pretty intense wind. So it pulled off like some of our track um, on the greenhouse, but nothing like bad damage, thankfully. But yeah, so we had we didn't have a full greenhouse up in the summer. I just had this structure that was really like a shade structure, but it was I mean, it was steel pipes and everything like really heavy 
um, mm. heavy duty, but we had like a, I mean, it was literally 10 minutes, a storm whipped through and it was like 50 or 60 mile an hour winds. And my husband was there. I was actually in New York photographing a wedding. Mm. It's like trying to, he said at one time he was like trying to hold on to a pole. Cause it was like going up and out. And he said, he thought he was going to like get carried away almost. So, um, it kind of all collapsed and like the pipe started like breaking. And so it just all collapsed in on itself. Mm. We lost like 70% of my inventory. Yeah. I remember I saw that they got wrecked. What a bummer. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I, it seems like Texas has people in Texas have had a lot of struggles with these kinds of things. I have two friends that lost their entire collections in that freeze. Do you guys didn't get that freeze a couple of years back? Did you? Um, we did actually. Yeah. So the first one that was the really bad one in 2021, um, we were actually not, we were about to transition into the loft space. So I did lose about $20,000 of inventory at that point. Cause we were pretty small oh um, because we'd had like, my husband built me a little greenhouse in the back of our house to keep everything protected, but we lost electricity for almost five days. Oh, um, yeah. And at that point we did not even think, cause you know, I've lived in Texas my whole life. I don't ever remember losing electricity for that long. Mm. We didn't really think about having a generator. Cause we're like, I mean, it's fine. You know, it's a house. I don't have electricity. Unfortunately it did not. Um, I lost the majority of what I had there. Like I was able to bring some stuff inside um, and then keep it in the house. So the house got down to still like probably about 40 degrees because it was so cold for so long. Mm -hmm. uh, but the things inside at least made it. And then, yeah, we lost everything except for I had two organ pipes survive and they were snowed on and everything. It was wild. That's rad. Organ pipes are cool. Are those the ones that have the like the furry on it? Is that fur on it? No, no that's um, the Mexican really... organ pipe. Which one is that? Yeah. Um. So just the what is it? The Stenosaurus. The is that the one with th? I always forget how to pronounce it. Um. It's the one that's like tons and tons in Arizona. I don't know if it's native to Arizona or not. It like lines the border. I know that because I see I've seen uh my friend posting them all the time and he lives near the border. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna ask you about that? Oh, does insurance cover those kinds of things? So um our first with the really bad freeze in 2021, um my insurance I had literally moved over to our new location. Because they required it for, for me to get the keys, um, I think four days before that freeze happened. So they did not cover that first one because yeah. it was not the proper address. <laughs> uh, so we lost, yeah, like I said, about $20,000 of plants um, at that point and just had to figure out what to do. Um, and then the storm last year, yes, they covered it. So when we were hit in September of last year, um, the biggest issue as far as like business and insurance on my end is that I'm not like a standard nursery. Like I don't just place an order and get it delivered to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm with a, a company and they're actually really great. Like they did make the process very easy. Um, but for me to replenish all that I lost, it took me about three months, like multiple trips, so mm -hmm. much work and potting. And so 
like a, you know, oh, let me just place this order because they basically will give you replacement costs, but that replacement cost doesn't like pay my bills or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, we were, we were, uh, struggling for a minute. I mean, like, honestly, we're still getting caught up. Like we were not able to pay our mortgage for a little while. Cause I kept having to pay like lease at the space we were at. Um, mm. we didn't lose that. And yeah, we're still just kind of even back from September. Well, I commend you for sticking to it. I feel like you're not alone in that. Uh, I, I, that during this time, everything is so expensive. I noticed yeah. a, a big downturn in people buying plants on, online and stuff. So I basically haven't put anything in my shop in months. And um, yeah, it's it's tough right now. So yeah. 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 There are definitely the days where I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Should I still keep pushing forward? And, you know, it's like, overcoming the next obstacle the next obstacle the next one and it's like okay you know we made it through a freeze all right and then we had to make it through something else and then it was like trying to make sure I could keep enough inventory and then it was more storms and this and that and um yeah you know it's just small business woes <laughs> yeah well I feel like the universe tests us and eventually provides you know yeah once we once we get through that <laughs> Once we're done, uh, I was like, are we done yet? (laughs) (laughs) So at least you have the photography too, to lean on. That's cool. I actually studied photography too. I love photography. Did you start with like a film back in the day? Where did that get inspired? So you've been doing it for 15 years. mm -hmm. Um, actually I was inspired by my dad. My dad does photography Cool. and, um, I was, always an art growing up but I really just did like drawing and painting Mm -hmm. and there was like a high school project where we had to do a project with four different medias and two of those had to be something we had never touched before we did actually like started with like night photography and then um open shutter Mm, and so we showed like yeah long exposure sorry um so like the coolest portions, I think, like to start off with before I knew anything about photography, um, is we were playing with shadows. And then we did this one picture of my sister. It was very like ghostly, like Mm -hmm. where we had basically had her in this like high neck, like all the way to the ground, white dress. And she had moved across. And then we did like, you know, a couple of the flashes or whatever. So we basically caught her at the end, but then you like saw all her movements from behind and it was so rad. And I, that's really what was like, oh, I love this. This is so fun. And um, he bought me my first DSLR when I was 18, I think. And I just honestly was self-taught from there. Uh huh. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's like yeah. painting with light when the shutters yeah. open. I love that. Yeah. It's so cool. You can like, and like people are so innovative now. Have you ever seen this wool thing that they're doing where they like make sparks and they yep. people are doing intricate artwork with, I'm telling you. with an open shutter? I know it's so cool. Like there, yeah. and it's, it's also neat to see like all the manipulation and things that people have figured out how to do, you know, I mean, I do, I do shoot a little bit of film, um, cool. just for fun, but I started off with digital. I actually have, what is it? This is my Hasselblad. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love I have a, one right here. Oh, do you? Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. When I, um, I was getting into wanting to get back into film or getting into film photography. Like my, my dad told me a little, but I didn't really, wasn't really interested in it probably until like 
maybe seven or eight years ago or something. Um, and so I got a little just Canon AE one, the little yeah, 30 classic. Uh-huh. And then my dad is a freaking amazing, like he finds the craziest deals. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was at an estate sale and he bought a house of what it had. Uh, I want to say four lenses, two film backs and like the little viewfinder that turns the photo around, like a, a lot of stuff. Um, and it was like a hundred dollars or something crazy. Cool. And it was in pristine condition. So, uh, he gave that one to me, thankfully. And that's what I use sometimes. I, I do a lot of digital just cause weddings. So, so fast paced that I don't always have time to do film. Do people ever request it? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't do a ton of it. Like on my longer wedding days, I'll bring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually have a couple that I'm shooting their wedding in Brooklyn and they are specific, they specifically requested like extra film. So we're going to work that in. That's cool. Do you do it solo or you have a team or it's just me. Um, Rad. Uh, I do offer like second photographer. I mean, it's an add-on, so it's more, you know, if people want to spend more money. Um, but honestly, like, unless it's just a really crazy day where too many things are going on in too many different places, I started doing photography. Like, like my, my first wedding was a free Craigslist. Like I put myself on Craigslist nice. and I was able to learn really how to be in all the most important places. So I don't miss anything. I mean, obviously I can't put myself in more than one place at a time. You're all, but... you're all running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say I shoot probably like 85, 90% of my weddings by myself. And then I do have some couples that add on a, a second shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel yeah. like when you know when you know your way around a digital camera, it actually helps you with like film because like I would use it as like a light meter for I would like set so the film's like four hundred right ISO four hundred I would set the digital to the same like yeah. okay it works like that now I have it like memorized so when uh-huh. shoot film is like you know I'm basing yeah. it off of what I learned with the digital camera so I love yeah. photography I bet it serves you really well too in your business like in marketing and and posting mm-hmm. and you yeah. know your reels too like your reels I was just watching all of them you might have saw a bunch of. <laughs> like creeper likes for me right now just because i was (laughs) sitting there scrolling through like just trying to like get your energy and stuff and uh i was like wow they're hilarious first of all a lot of them are entertaining i like that that you're like not afraid to be yourself and your personality shows and you're not just like strictly business kind of thing you know so yeah i try to i mean like when i when i first started my um Instagram, like I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting more into this. You know, I'm not just doing it at my house anymore. I should have some kind of page for somewhere to, you know, people to land, like find out about me and, and whatever. And yeah, that was like one of the things I was like, you know, I, I appreciate any kind of plant shop, but sometimes it's just like, you know, just strictly, it feels more like business, like just plants, which is fine. Like I love to see it, but then the ones that I always felt like, I really loved or connected with was when you could see weird things happening. Like I know, uh, East Austin succulents, they do a lot of hilarious reels too. And it's, it's fun to see theirs. Um, but yeah, I was like, I want to show me. And that was even, um, how I came up with my, cause I had to come up with a username uh-huh. for my, my <laughs> page. And I was like, I don't want to just be like a freaking blah 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 plants or blah 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 cactus you know I was like there's a million of those and so I was like 
okay, who am I? What do I love? I obviously love cactus and I really love ludicrous. So, <laughs> <laughs> some people, I would say some people get it. Some people don't, but the people that get it, you know, we're on the same, same wavelength. So it's great. Yeah. I told you my uh, cactus does, your cactus does shit that my cactus wishes it could. Wishes it could. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually got to go to a ludicrous concert a couple of months ago. It Luda. was Dude, it was the most amazing. It was exactly what you would assume would be a ludicrous concert. Like, you know, because he had so many freaking hits over the last, he's been doing it like 20 something years now. Yeah. But it was just like a back to back. Like he hit every single hit over the last 20 years. It was amazing. I love it. So are you like a little bit hippie, a little bit hood? Am I getting that wrong? Yes, or for sure. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Because you got the artsy thing going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always loved like a lot of soulful music, hip hop, R&B, all that. That's what I've honestly, you know, like back when I was in high school, I think everyone listened to rap and hip hop, but I just have always loved anything with a, a good beat. Yeah. I love jazz and a lot of Latin music too. Anything with like just a little bit of movement to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what about Lauren Hill? Did you listen oh. to Lauren Hill? I do a little, I would say when I'm not listening to podcasts, which honestly is the majority of what I listen to now cool. uh, that I, I listen to mostly like hip hop. <laughs> I also take a dance class usually oh. every Tuesday. Is it um, hip hop or mm -hmm. nice? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's usually what I'm, what I'm listening to. And I actually have a little soft side for there's like a couple of small, I guess you would consider them like maybe indie. I don't know. Um, but I love uh, like Penny and Sparrow is another one of my very favorites. And they're just two dudes with a guitar harmonizing beautifully. Um, cool. Definitely no hip hop dancing in there, but <laughs> <laughs> lyrically they're, they're like lyrical geniuses. So I like that too. Awesome. Do you have any other hobbies besides for the gardening, the dancing, the photography? <laughs> <laughs> what are you and your husband like to do you guys like to travel it sounds oh, like you're doing some traveling I love traveling my husband doesn't love traveling as much as I do though unfortunately yeah. um we've been places but I've got one of my best girlfriends she's my travel buddy mm. and we go all the places when we can afford it <laughs> right now we've not been able to go anywhere um I think where did we go last we went to Croatia whoa that's a unique last one. year yes it's it's really like i love finding a good deal so i'll find like a great <laughs> flight deal and i will call her up and i'll be like hey i found like a 400 dollars round trip flight to croatia are you ready to book it now and like we just figure everything out after that so we did that with croatia with italy iceland um i think those are our three major ones so far spontaneous as fuck yeah that's cool. I love are you, it. Are you like an Aries? <laughs> what you? I, I am a Virgo. I think is what I am. I don't I, know anything about it, any of that I stuff. Know, but it's, so, it's something people say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just what the people say. It's fine. I believe in a little bit. I mean, I'm kind of out there with that kind of stuff, but not so much the astrology. I'm, yeah. I'm just more into weird mystical stuff, mysticism oh. and stuff. So is Croatia like a, isn't that like Viking territory? It what? is a little. Yeah, actually we did a little tour um, 
So it was also where they film a lot of Game of Thrones. We were that makes sense. In, yeah, in Dubrovnik, which is where they have multiple like the major places. They have tons of Game of Thrones tours. I actually have never watched it. Surprisingly, um, mm. we don't have a ton of time to devote to TV. Unfortunately, I mean not unfortunately. <laughs> we work all the time, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it is great. Um, but. Yeah, when we went there, I didn't even know until we got there. And it's like every corner you see, it's like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because, yeah. But Croatia's freaking, I think it's slept on, dude. It's beautiful. Yeah. We stayed in Dubrovnik, which is also called like the old town. And that's where a lot of the Game of Thrones stuff happens. Very beautiful. Like you can only get into the city. Um, I want to say it's something like, 100 to 200 steps so literally the only way in and out is down these steep steps cool. uh, yeah it's super rad it's like and medieval or yes yeah, yeah that's sure. that's cool yeah so it's beautiful and then we stayed there mostly but because my friend and i we travel the same we like don't stop we go 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 we wake up in the morning what can we see today we're going there um and so we traveled all the way up north and up north is more like very European countryside feeling. And we mm. went to, oh, what's it called? Plit, Plitvis or something. I don't, know, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like a, a national park with tons of beautiful like waterfalls and blue pools and these waterfalls. So um, we got to see a little bit of everything. It's really awesome. Yeah, my my lady will never stop talking about Iceland. She's been there, I guess, a couple of times and she's loved it so much. She wants to take us there. Dude. And uh I, I've only seen like little bits and pieces of it from like watching TV or on YouTube or whatever. I would say probably one of my favorite places for sure. Um, when we went uh, travel together, actually my husband did go on that trip with us. And so it was me and my husband and my travel friend and we rented a, a camper van and we were there, I think 10 days or something. And we did like the entire, it's called the ring road, basically the ring around the whole island. And I would not like trade all the things that we did for the world. Cause it was just amazing. I mean, I think a lot of people will fly in mm -hmm. and like go to like Keflavik or Reykjavik or something and just kind of stay there and do some of the tours, but then you miss all the coolest parts of the island because like you basically have to go there and back, you know, every day. So we stayed in the camper van, stayed at campsites and went all oh around the whole thing. You road tripped and, it? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's rad. Dude, it was the best. It's probably the way to do any kind of traveling, I feel like. Uh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see the did, waterfalls and stuff? Oh yeah. I think we tried to stop at every waterfall we possibly could. Um, <laughs> uh, we did lots of hiking. There was this one uh it's called i think the landsman lauger or something like that there's like this road and they told us specifically when we rented the van they're like don't go down these roads they're called f4 roads it's only for four wheel you cannot do it in this van mm -hmm. well we really wanted to see there's <laughs> natural hot springs um in the middle of nowhere and like we were i think we were there when like the aurora borealis was like just kind of being able to be shown it wasn't like super bright cool. we're like we're gonna do it anyways and we almost wrecked that van we ended up having <laughs> like 1500 bucks because we like we had to drive through rivers to get to this place <laughs> we picked up some hitchhikers along the way which like hitchhiking in iceland is just a normal thing and like you don't have to worry about people. <laughs> there's like hardly any crime 
And so we finally get there and literally like, I mean, people are like skinny dipping in this, like it's nighttime. People are in the hot springs skinny dipping and you just kind of get in the water. And we got to see like a little bit of the Aurora Borealis in this like middle of nowhere. This is the coolest. Fuck yeah. I like your style, picking up hitchhikers and driving through rivers. Yes. <laughs> they helped us too a little bit. Like we, um, cause there were there was like, like locals or. No, they were from, where were they from? I want to say they were from like Poland or something. Mm. I can't remember, but they were actually out there. Cause you know, on an Island like that, the weather can turn so drastically so quickly. And so they were actually biking where we were going, um, to get to the same place. And it got so windy. They could not even like bike forward at all. And they had already exhausted themselves. And so they're just sitting on the side of the road for someone to come through. And we were like, heck yeah, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah i know that iceland has their own power too that's a fun fact i know they like source their own power and they don't they don't export or import and they like i don't think they even charge for it i think they have free energy awesome (laughs) there's a lot of really cool things about iceland i would say like like just the fact that there's like hardly any crime and the crime that happens is usually dummies coming into the country and doing stupid stuff but um it's super safe there it's really cool how is dallas uh during these times did the pandemic have any effect on the safety and and do you guys have like a homeless population yeah um definitely dallas has always been pretty bad it's not like as bad as city right it's a big city yeah yeah it's a big city um we actually had it was right before the pandemic happened we had what was called tent city Mm. um and basically it was where a lot of the homeless people were you know at least gathering and like a lot of different like ministries and other things would go there and just make sure everyone had you know tents and things you know just to kind of keep some people fed and and whatnot well I guess the city decided that they didn't like how it looked and they made them all disperse and so they kind of had to move from place to place and place to place so it was a little you know it's always the the officials you know they think they know past but it is what it is <laughs> it just pushes them into darker corners of the city where they can't be found and get resources yeah mm-hmm. yeah or into like i mean which again i i don't want to be like oh within to the normal spots of the city where it's more visible which i think is kind of good because i'm like they're humans you know you have to be able to see to know like mm-hmm. what's really going on yeah but i remember we were living in like just outside of downtown and after they made everybody kind of disperse a lot of them kind of pushed towards here and obviously like lots of mental issues unfortunately and like you know drug addictions and things but we definitely we would have to take our kids to school on this highway and I would say probably every like fourth or fifth day we would see like someone just with their dick out or (laughs) off the side of the road (laughs) it's fine i was like we all do it i mean i just get to have a toilet to do it you know unfortunately not everybody has the same yeah uh, things as we have the privilege of having yeah no you're absolutely right wow that's wild yeah it's a crazy time that we live in that's for sure yeah i would love to to circle back to plants for a moment before we close out (laughs) uh full circle uh, so when you first started collecting those house plants and getting into it, were you like, what were you looking for? Were you seeking something? What was drawing you to them? And like, what has gardening from that point until where it is now, where it's like, you know, how you make a living, what has it done for you in your life? 
You know, when I first thought about houseplants, like, you know, like I said, so many years ago, I think honestly, I just like the idea of kind of having a little bit of nature inside. Like I've always loved nature so much. Um, And I was no good with any of the plants, but again, that was just my own, not deciding to learn about them. (laughs) Um, So I would say when I, when I really fell in love with cactus, you know, with my San Miguel trip was just like loving the idea of like how grand and then like how old cactus Mm -hmm. can be and like having this thing that's like, God, this thing is, you know, twice my age, even, you know, Um, or, you know, it's going to outlive me, you know, by, by so many years and just kind of having it be a part of my life. And then hopefully that it'll keep being, you know, a part of my kids' lives, if that's what they, if that's who I'm giving it to when I die or <laughs> whatever. You're all, please love plants. Yes. <laughs> please love cactus. I know. Uh, my boys, I mean, they, they tolerate it. I'd say my youngest, he's definitely the most interested just in like helping. He likes just to help. Uh-huh. Uh, my oldest works for me sometimes. And so he gets paid to do it, but I don't, I don't think he loves cactus. Yeah. That's cool. He gets to make a little yeah. money and do the family business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, have they learned to like, how old are they? Um, so I have an eight year old, a 12 year old and a 17 year old. Uh, so by then they probably learned to respect and be aware of, uh, that's the great thing about cactus is it really teaches them to respect plants because they can get easily get hurt. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. We have, I know I get a lot of people like, how do you have me with some, you know, with three kids and we also have three dogs. I'm like, I don't know. They just learned. I mean, yeah, I don't think that like the kids that never really, they weren't ever too curious where they were going to like poke it. Cause once I started, you know, I think my youngest was, well, how many years ago was that? I guess he was younger, but it was never like an issue, honestly. Mm. Uh, The only thing that they'll, they have to deal with is a random spine just here and there because I'll track them in inevitably the rugs or the couch. And they're like, but they know now we have a little tweezer set and they just be like, I have another one. And I just go pick it out. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in my house too. My yeah. girlfriend's always like another one in the, it's in the blanket this time or, you know, whatever. <laughs> or it's in Sage's foot. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my son calls them owies. Anytime he oh, says no. cactus. Owie. Oh. Owie. <laughs> cool. Owies. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh gosh. That's you- cute. Do you think you'll pass any of it down? Like, do you, do you see one that maybe shows more interest than the others? Um, One's the most like you. I mean, I would say, like I said, my youngest son is probably the most like me, but I know he's, he's still, you know, at eight. He's just kind of, he loves to do a lot of copying. So he just started wanting to play basketball because my oldest plays basketball and sure. um, he's, drawing because my husband's like also an artist he's amazing so um he's doing a little drawing now so i think he just likes to pick up the things he's also very like clingy and he loves to snuggle and stuff so i think he just kind of picks up what uh the family members are doing so he can be like them so we'll see what he does in a few years (laughs) yeah totally that's the cool thing they they evolve so much and Mm -hmm. their interests change constantly Yeah. yeah that's cool so for the business uh where can people find it and what type of services do you offer how does that work yeah um so 
as far as like finding me, I don't have a, a website. I have Instagram, which is my cactus, bad, my cactus hood, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Google, you can Google me. Uh, so my actual business name is cactus queen DFW, okay. uh, which was also a little bit of my take on. I basically was like, I'm like a trap queen, only spikier. <laughs> Fuck yeah. uh, so we have Cactus Queen as the actual business name. Cool. Uh, and then we really just have tons of cactus to buy. We've started working recently with like some designers for like restaurants and some hotel stuff. Nice. Um, we don't right now offer any like actual landscaping mm-hmm. Um like I've, I've helped a few people like kind of design a little bit, like how, you know, to set things up and how they look good, but we don't like go out and install or anything right now, but I would yeah. like to offer that once I, we can. I can see it evolving into that for sure. Yeah. You certainly have the inventory. Yeah. Yeah. God, I was up there working all day today and I got to go back and work because we're about to get tons of rain. So got to oh, move some stuff. Well, I really appreciate yeah. your time today and for coming yeah. back to talk to me. And I'm excited to see what unfolds for you. I hope one day I have a friend that's in Dallas. She's also a photographer. She's a music photographer. I'll have to go visit her one day and see my friends in Austin and come by and check out Cactus Queen. Heck yeah. You got to do it. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. My Cactus Bad, My Cactus Hood, everyone. If everyone could please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button, we would both appreciate that greatly. Okay, bye.